got athletes asking about this. I don't understand it. I like, or there's too much information out there to know what to believe. Um, kind of explain it to people so that way they can understand it more and they can better serve their athletes or their clients from like a 10,000 foot view. Yeah. One of the things that I did and was in charge of when I was with the giants was we had, uh, we have a really great, they have a really, not we, they have a really great relationship with, (laughs) you're still, you're still institutionalized. Just like, (laughs) I know, I know. So quest diagnostics is a big sponsor for the giants. It's what's their, their training facilities called quest diagnostics training center. So Quest had come up with this great uh, blood panel called Blueprint for Athlete, where they wanted to have it available for professional teams, but they wanted to bring it to the masses. So for your everyday athlete, your weekend warrior, where it's really important, and I'm a big proponent of this, of looking at health as, as a very broad spectrum. So it's not just the ability to be strong, be fit. You know, fitness is great, but fitness is a component of health. You have athletes that can handle the physical demands day in and day out, but the systems inside if they're working harmoniously, you can adapt to stress, you can handle different things and bring yourself back up to baseline or gain adaptation without a lot of issues. Those athletes are healthy, but having done thousands of blood draws on all these athletes over the years, you start seeing these athletes are not healthy. You know, you see glucose control issues, you see inflammatory markers, you see dysregulation with micronutrients, you see you know, gut microbiome uh, dysbiosis, and all of these things acutely are not necessarily an issue. But when you have unhealthy athletes with poor lifestyle habits that are eating, drinking, licking, eating, whatever, under the sun, staying out late, you know, they're not getting good quality sleep, they have had these behaviors since college, potentially before college, and or you know, they've played a, a violent-based collision sport for a very long time, like they're gonna get hurt or injured. And for me, it was, okay, what can we do to help them at least not only feel better, but just build a little bit more robustness from the inside while also putting them through the paces from a strength and conditioning perspective and and crafting the recovery recommendations to just help them feel better than they ever have. You know, we can't do a lot about the mental aspect of it. We can't do anything about the motivational aspect as, you know, strength coaches like to to put that into play. Like you can write shit all over the wall and clap all you want, but it's not going to do anything. Like in 2017, after week one, legitimately, I talked to a few defensive players and they're like, yeah, we saw the writing on the wall and we don't think the season's going to go very well. And, and some of them are like, yeah, we, th- we think about preserving ourselves and kind of just checking out. And I'm like, holy shit, no wonder we really, amongst a lot of other things, that was the year about the kneeling and all that other stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like looking internally, like your blood biomarkers, this is more so like what is your health status right now? It's not this is your health status forever, but do you have dyslipidemia? Do you have issues controlling glucose? Do you have excessive amount of inflammation? Because if that's the case, you're now throwing more and more napalm on a fire while you're already being thrown to the wolves from a training load perspective, or you come into training camp or off-season training ill-prepared, overweight, you haven't touched away, like, you know, the Aaron Rodgers thing. Like, this dude was hiding out in dark caves and figuring out where he's going to play next. Probably wasn't training at all. Probably didn't do a sprint, a calf raise, whatever. And now everybody wants to blame the issue on the training staff of the Jets. It's like, they can't regress everybody. The minimum expectation is, this guy's a professional, has multiple MVPs, won a Super Bowl. He knows what he should be doing in the offseason. 
oh, he gets the calf injury. Oh, shit, we know where this leads. You know, Kevin Durant went through it a long time ago in the finals. Now, he barely played in the preseason, looked a little bit uncomfortable, and now he's expected to full-on out 100 miles out of the gate, be Aaron Rodgers, when his body's just not ready for it. Oh, it's Turf's fault. I'm like, yeah, it's Turf's fault. A million other things that come into play, but let's blame the fucking surface. Same thing, like Joe Burrow, who's got a calf injury. Like When you wear cleats, that puts a significant amount of more stress on the calf. Obviously, during the week, he's probably not taking tons of reps, so it's going to take time. So I'm, I'm hoping for his sake, because he's a really good quarterback. Not that I like the Bengals or anything. I like their DC, because I worked with him in, in 18. He was a, the cornerback's coach for the Giants. Really good dude, Lou. Um, but he needs to rest. Otherwise, something bad might happen. You never know. So again, looking at things internally is really, really important. And not necessarily you have, everybody has to take an anti-aging test. Um, they, again, it goes back and forth with the validity of looking at specific biomarkers and how does it correlate to really actually telling what your biological age is or your metabolic age. And they'll look at things uh, like iron, ferritin, vitamin D, glucose control, um, things that come in like a CBC or Chem 10, testosterone, uh, lipids for sure. Now, these things are definitely important, but it doesn't tell the full story. So I took one of those through the Inside Tracker just because they, they reached out to me and wanted me to be one of like their professional people. So I was like, all right, if I can do it for free, I'll do it. They That's wanted you to do a test so they could see your results? Quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show. Yeah, I did their uh, advanced panel. I never posted about it on social media. I meant to. I took one last August and I did, I've did. i done another extensive one through another company just uh, this, this August. And then I did their inner age. So I was 37 at the time, and it said my inner age is 31 based on, yeah, the blood markers I get. I'm like, oh, well, this Brian Johnson guy who uh, he's doing any and everything, and he's doing the craziest things, and he's only like, what, like nine years younger than what he is? I'm like, dude, I'm doing what I've been doing forever, and I'm already seven years younger. <laughs> Whatever. And that was at the time where I had sustained an injury too, so it wasn't even training. I was eating a shitload of barbecue here. So <laughs> it probably would have been a lot better too, but I, I'm a big proponent because what we were able to do, getting that data from the players and just me going to them and just asking questions, because without that, you don't know what questions to ask about, okay, you know, what are your habits like at home? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Like, why is your insulin levels elevated first thing in the morning? You know, yeah, vitamin D is low. We kind of get that. We know that that's pretty prevalent, but why are these specific inflammatory markers constantly elevated? Uh, why do you have glucose control issues? Like you have an A1C above 5.8, you know, that's crazy because you're a lean football player. Oh, you know, I'm just stressing out because I got stuff going on. There's whatever baby mama drama or my mom's sick. And you know, that opens the door to ask questions about what's going on and what can we do to support them and keep them, you know, at least healthy to provide them with either the, the resources or education and more importantly, the know-how and why, and then bring in all the other studies that have been done. Like, okay, you have dyslipidemia, you might have altered tendon and structure, um, tendon and ligament structure and function. If you have glucose control issues, you might have you know uh, increased incidence of soft tissue injuries or whatever. Like all these different things. Like this person's more uh, predisposed to being um, 
having a higher risk for a fracture, you know, whatever. And so, okay, all this stuff is starting to make a lot more sense. Now, we can't fix everything for everybody, but if there are things within some of these major biomarkers that we're getting, and we know that when they're not within normal limits, we should at least address them, then if they can provide some level of assurance or assistance or help the athlete feel better, you know, a little bit more recovered, less sore, uh, then that's a win in our book. And as opposed to not doing any of the testings, there are some teams that don't really do anything or they'll just do very service level tests. They won't dive deeper. And the people that they have in-house, they're just not taking the information and actually trying to be very actionable about it. It's the same song and dance with sports science, every team, yeah. college and pros. Like we're taking all this data, but we're not doing anything about it. And then the players get annoyed. Like, why do I got to do this? Why do I got to do this? You guys are just hiding the information. You're going to use it against me instead of, hey, this is what your results are. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you do the test. I'm going to come directly to you. We're going to go through everything and I'm going to give you an explanation of what it means and, and what I think we can do for you. And that it's interesting you bring that up because hearing you talk about that made me think like, okay, if there are all those lower barriers of you're not even eating, you're not even eating salad, you're not eating vegetables, you're not sleeping, you're stressed out, you're not going to go right to supplementation or would you like what would you uh, fucking stud in this field in nutrition? What would you go to? Would you worry about those first things or would you supplement while they're working towards those? Yeah, I would do a combination of both because, you know. We already know that if there are things that are difficult to get in the diet through food and it shows up not only on blood work individually, but we kind of know it overall across populations, then just telling them like, hey, food first or food only, like that's not realistic. And that was going to go in one ear and out the other like, oh, he's not listening to me. Yeah. So I would always do that. It's like, look, I'm going to give you two options. Like we can address low vitamin D through supplementation because it's really the only way. Especially, you know, the darker skin you have, the more time, less time you spend outdoors, when it gets closer to fall and winter, you're not going to have the sunlight exposure to actually move the needle on that. So, yeah, most of the athletes that, you know, were below 30, my goal was to get every single one of them above 30. We'd have guys coming in, like, with teen, like low teens, like, mm-hmm. can never even move the needle on that. And I'm like, okay, do you have a history of soft tissue injury? Like, what's going on? Are you always in pain? Do you have trouble with weight management? I'm like, okay. It's not, low vitamin D isn't the reason, but it's a central piece, a part of the equation. So I'd always come up with like, hey, these are the markers not within normal limits. These are the potential reasons why. This is how we can address it. Mm-hmm. Supplementation, lifestyle, nutrition choices, and then open the floor to them. Like, I want to get your thoughts on what, you, what you're what you thinking because it seems like a lot, and I don't want to overload you. These are the most important ones that I think you definitely should address, and then these are the secondary ones too. <clears throat> how respe- uh, receptive are and like the ability to help influence that change because some of our members might be like, hey man, he's speaking to me, but like what has been your best way to form those relationships and make it kind of seamless within the uh, college world and then outside of it because we have people that do bo- 